back to the happy homeowner podcast i have a special treat for you today it is our interview the expert series i do this once a month and the purpose for doing this particular episode once a month is the lack of financial education in america get this last year in 2021 cost americans 450 billion dollars 78% of American households live paycheck to paycheck, and this is what's horrible. Most Americans right now in 2022 are equity rich and cash poor. You know what that means? That's another word for broke. So today's guest is an expert in the real estate space in our community that we live in. And what I wanna do with today's episode is bring you up to speed on real estate. We're halfway through 2022. And I want to share some stats, some tips, some information that'll help you save money, whether it's in real estate buying or the real estate that you have as an owner. So welcome, Janet. This is going to be fun. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So Janet Spisak is with Keller Williams. Yep. How long have you been in real estate? I have been, well, I've been involved in real estate for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. I have been on the sales side of real estate for a little over five Okay. And the thing I love about what you're doing right now is so congruent with my show titled The Happy Homeowner. So one of the things that I ask all my guests is, in your opinion, I'm throwing you on the spot here because I didn't give you this question in preparation for this. What do you think makes a happy homeowner? Well, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, I think really people just want a place to belong and feel comfortable, a place to rest. And so that's what we do. We find those special places in this world for people. Yes, a place to call home. With what's going on in today's economy, you can't turn on the news. You can't even scroll through social, social media without seeing something negative relative mm -hmm. to uh, looming recession, inflation, gas prices, war in Ukraine. We're here in the Seattle markets, okay? What is all of that, in your opinion right now, doing to impact real estate? Or is real estate right now so far kind of immune to all the noise in the media? Well, I think that the market is actually holding pretty darn steady. I think people are asking me, I'm getting the question, when's the crash coming? But I really don't think there's a crash coming because this is a supply and demand issue. So I don't think the real estate industry is actually hearing the news. Yeah. They're reacting to the need of the homeowners and the buyers. Yeah, I see that too. I see kind of to mirror what you just said, I see fear. So I'm in the more, the finance side of it. So I'm getting people that are preparing to make the largest financial decision of their life, whether they're first time home buyers or they're selling their home and buying another. So I am getting a lot of fear-based questions right now. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, I'm seeing movement regardless of interest rates rising as faster than they have in the history of America in a short term period of time. First quarter this year, we saw a 2% increase in rates, mm -hmm. which I thought for sure was going to impact the markets right now. I'm telling people that I think once you hit north of 6% for a 30 year fix, yeah, we're going to probably see a little bit of pullback, but I have to agree with you. A uh, lot of fear in the market, but homes are being sold. Yes. We just have an inventory issue, don't we? Exactly. Yeah. It's an inventory issue. So I think if you're listening to this for the first time, it, whether you're a first-time home buyer thinking about buying a home or you're a home owner, the idea around the show is to help both of those demographics. So if you're thinking about buying a home, this show is incredible for you because it's going to help you better understand the roles, the responsibilities, the financial obligations of home ownership, how to save money and make the most of your home ownership experience. If you're a home owner, this is going to help you out a lot. 
because we look today, I read a statistic the other day that with retirees right now, home equity is the biggest part of their financial plan. Financial planners now, in the past, they were like, no, you need to live in a house. It's your home. When someone's got a million to a million and a half or more tied up in home equity, it now becomes a part of your financial plan. So homeowners, you're going to want to listen up to this. But I've, I learned this a long time ago. And, and when I started to understand this, it kind of changed how I looked at real estate. And it changed how I look at my job as a mortgage professional. Real estate is seasonal and real estate is cyclical. And the sooner that you understand that as a home buyer and a home owner, the better you can now start to understand the data that comes with real estate. And so we find ourselves in, well, it's May 31st, but let's just say June of 2022. By the mm -hmm. time this airs, it'll be June, 2022. It's halftime. We're halfway mm -hmm. through 2022. Has the real estate game, if you will, for the first half, has it exceeded your expectations? Is it kind of right in line with what you were predicting December, January, as you started 2022? Let's talk about that. And then let's also transition our, our dialogue into explaining seasons and cycles. Well, so it has definitely exceeded my expectations. I am closing end of May with higher volume numbers than I ended last year with. Okay. So it's definitely, we are crushing our sales. Um, it's just been an in incredible velocity. So what I'm noticing is a shift coming and, um, but the velocity that things were moving were so quick mm -hmm. that it's, it just feels like we did a year in six months. There you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Meaning, Hey, I'm thinking about listing versus, okay. I've thought about it. We want to list, Yes. list, boom, sold. Because up. everyone was trying to take advantage of the market and it just kept going up, up and up. And everyone was thinking, oh, this is the top. This is mm -hmm. the top. And so everyone wanted to take advantage of that equity. And now we're, yep. we're kind of cresting and, and I'm feeling a shift coming and people are still wondering, do I list now? What do I do? And so I feel like the velocity is going to slow down just a little bit, but that doesn't mean price reduction. Correct. Well, it doesn't mean value reduction, there I you should go. say. Okay. So as a homeowner, listen up. We are in a cycle right now that could possibly be, possibly be changing, but we're in a cycle right now that's going to benefit you as a seller because of what Janet said earlier, we have an inventory issue. We have a supply mm -hmm. and demand issue. So if you're a homeowner listening to this, is now a good time to sell your house or is it too late to get the most bang for your buck? Or should I wait until we figure out what's going to go on, you know, this spring, summer, and then list like middle of summer, like most people do to get settled in before the school year. Yeah. Well, it would be awesome if we had a crystal ball, but we are still at the top of the market. Make no mistake. There are price reductions going on, but that is not a value reduction. People mm -hmm. have come in too high in the market because, you know, we're all getting greedy and want the top dollar for our houses that were worth 500 that are now worth 995. So, so, we're still at the top of the market. There's still a ton of equity and I don't really see prices or values reducing. So I think if you want to sell a house, if you need to sell a house, you're still in a great time to sell a house for I love sure. That. And I love that you clarified that a price reduction is a seller and a real estate agent listing a house based off of the previous month's market data. Exactly. It's not a, Oh my gosh, I listed and no, we have no showings. We have no offers because 
there's just a lack of people wanting to buy. So that's right. a really great distinction right there. I think it's really important to understand that. And I think that'll be a, a, a huge takeaway from today's, today's episode. So let's talk about cycles and seasons real quick. What is your take on the season? So seasonally speaking, you know, you normally have down times of the mm-hmm. year and then you have, oh, hey, let's get the house ready and let's sell so we can be settled in by the end of the summer when we're done vacationing and ready for school year. So those are your typical seasons. How, and I will preface this over the last couple of years because the housing market has been on fire and rates were free, like in the mm-hmm. twos and the threes, there were really no seasons. It's like That's house exactly listed, right. boom. Are we still in that type of a market or talk to us about seasons and then talk to us too about this, maybe this cycle, the shift that you say as a part of a cycle, what do you mean by that? And what is that shifting into? But let's talk about seasons first. There are seasons, is that even something we should be talking about? Or is it just kind of because there is very low de- the supply right now, it's just a supply and demand game, list your house and you're probably going to sell it. Yeah. So um, I remember when I got into real estate from a sales side, there was always talk of springs, the hot season and all that. And literally since 2017, it has felt like spring to me. So I am still waiting for those ebbs and flows because, you know, in every season, people need to buy and sell. So it's just a matter of being the right agent in the right place at the right time with the right information to have business. I love it. Okay. So seasons, I, I agree with you. I think the seasons, it's been spring for four years now. So in Seattle, as far as real estate cycles and this shift that you're talking about, yeah. let most homeowners and home buyers don't understand the word shift. I understand it because a guy that shares the same last name as myself wrote a book on it. Mm. I think he's the owner of the company that you work for. Gary yes. Keller wrote a book called right shift. Back. And so I hear a lot of real estate agents talk about shift, but what does a shift mean? To a home buyer, should I be scared if I'm a home buyer? Should I worry if I'm a homeowner? What shift mean? Well, to me, shift means something is changing. And and really in the real estate market, something is always changing. Interest rates change, the weather changes, people need have job changes. So there's always shifts in the market and, and migrations and different things like that. But for me, in this situation on almost June 1st, um, to me, shift means We've seen interest rates rise, which make no mistake, they're still historic lows. Um, We got really, really spoiled with free money during COVID. So, um, so, but that's affecting it. And then, um, and the lack of inventory actually is really still good for the sellers. But for me, the shift means that people are feeling fearful. They're wondering what's happening in the market. Inflation is going crazy. So there's, there's, something is something feels like it's got to give and so people are anticipating some kind of crash and i don't feel like a crash is coming at all because i don't think there's such a logjam of demand that i don't see how a crash could come in terms of of values of homes and and buyer demand so for me the shift just strictly means that something is changing we can feel it changing we're seeing i watch data and i can see something changing so i don't have a crystal ball but I have my ideas of kind of where I'm directing my business. Well, there's two reasons why I wanted you to come on today. One, I think you're one of the happiest people that I've ever met. You just, this aura around you. Every time I see you, you have a smile on your face and you're just genuinely happy. Hence the happy homeowner. I like to expose you guys (laughs) to really happy people that are super successful. The other thing is, you know, your numbers, you know, data. So let's talk. I know you've, you've got some numbers prepared that you watch every single month and that you compare. Now, please understand we're recording this at the end of May, 2022. Mm -hmm. 
May's housing numbers will not come out until June 16th for us to review the, the national numbers. Now you have access to these numbers locally, which we kind of want to go over. So talk to us about some of the numbers, the data that you watch month to month that kind of helps explain that shift or explain what is shifting. Well, so I brought some some data Things like um, average sale price year over year, homes for sale year over year, days on market year over year, price per square foot year over year. But as I'm feeling the shift come on, the data here that that says average sale price is up 18% in Snohomish County, um, that feels like it's shifting as of May 1. And so the, from May 1 to right now, there's literally that data isn't even available yet because we haven't collected it and we haven't assimil- assimilated it yet because they're just now coming to a close or they'll be closing early June. Okay. So um, homes for sale was down 20% year over year. Days on market was down 36% year over year. But that's April to April. So what I'm feeling and the shift that's coming that I feel like is coming is not really quantifiable just yet, but what I do track every single week are... Well, and some of the things while you're finding that stat, some of the things that I look at too, and I and I rely on real estate brokers to help me out with this, is when you guys are in the trenches. So you know when you list a house a month ago and you, you priced it appropriately, it was in a good area, meaning an area that's more popular, or at popular, and you have... 150 showings, 22 offers, and it goes for 150,000 over ask price. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you fast forward three weeks later, this is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You feel kind of some, a different breeze in the air right now. Same type of listing, same area, a hundred showings, 14 offers, 82,000 over list price. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still very, very aggressive. And in any other market, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Yeah. But you're seeing kind of some new wins coming maybe. So yeah. is that what you're, is that what you're referencing? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and it's actually, it was actually more drastic than that. So say end of April, early May, you had exactly what you were talking about at first, but then by week two, there were 22 showings mm-hmm. and two offers. And so, and it still escalates, but it didn't go crazy. Go. Those kinds of things. There yeah. You but you know, there are those hot homes that are just right in the right spot, yep. priced just right, and enough people want it that they still are going crazy. So yeah. we're yeah. still seeing that. I love that. So, hey, if you're a homeowner out there and you need to sell your home, multiple, I, I this is what I tell people all the time, all you need is two people fighting over your price <laughs> and you're going to get more than you want for it. So it looks like we still have that. It's just not the 20 people fighting yeah. that drive it way out, of, way out of proportion. But it really matters how you price your home. Yep. That is 100% probably the most important thing right now. Yeah. Okay. I got to ask you, I'm throwing you on the spot. Okay. I didn't didn't prep you on this. Are you one of those agents that lists slow to get a hundred offers and massive showings? Or do you list more realistic, prep your clients a little bit more realistically and get a handful of maybe offers? So I'm glad you asked that. There was just a little note that came out from the multiple listing service that said, you know, in good faith, price the house correctly. Um, I am not one to just low, you know, in this market, you can't really undervalue a house because the market will write itself. Um, On the other hand, you can bring in a a good faith number that is reasonable. So a number that, yes, worst case scenario, if nobody showed up, I'd be happy with that number, but let's hope somebody brings more. Um, But I'm really, uh, my strategy is 
generally speaking. I come in right at market value and maybe nudge it down 5%. Okay. Um, because everybody knows if you go, to, all the buyers know that there's, this is the this is their eBay price. This yep. is the price that it's starting at. Yep. So if you start high, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You probably won't even get that high number. You certainly won't drive it way past that. Yep. But if you start a little bit lower, you could drive way past that upper end. Yep. So. I love that you said that. Finally, the MLS is coming out and going, hey, guys, yeah. come on, help, yeah. help us out here. Do the yeah. right thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, do you have any more data for us that'll help kind of just drive this this point home? Well, yeah, something that really stood out to us when we were reviewing data um, last Monday at our team meeting was the number of, um, and I brought it up earlier, but the number of price reductions. Mm. So people are kind of freaking out at the price reductions, but as I just stated, Price reductions are not value reductions. So people are coming in too high to the market. Um, they're either, you know, the, uh, sometimes agents let the let the seller just say, absolutely not, we're going to the top of the market. And, and sometimes there's a place for that. However, it's really important that we guide our clients because it's to their benefit to come in at a really good market value yeah. so that they get their goal. And so what's happening is as things are... And the other thing is, as the market is slightly shifting, there's, you know, there's the the fray of that that you get caught in where you, it would have been a great number two weeks ago. And it's like dog years right now. It's like one week is like seven yeah. years. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's actually very, it's, it's an art and it's a science to price right now. Yeah. Yes. I would not want your job right now, but I also think that professionals like you are going to rise to the top in markets like this. I think I, I was just talking with my team this morning that the amateur real estate agent, the amateur mortgage professional going into this market that we're going into is going to get whooped. Yeah. You got to know how to price a home right. You got to know how to negotiate. You got to understand market stats. I see so many real estate agents out there that just don't understand market data, market stats, what the market's doing. And they just take their, oh, I got a listing. Cool. And they list it. And it's, it's doing nothing for their clients. Mm -hmm. And the same yeah. thing with, with real estate agents in respect to buyers. So um, mortgage professionals, it's the same thing. I think this market will uh, reward champions and reward people that work really hard and understand the data, the why behind the what in our mm -hmm. industries versus just winging it. So, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today. Yeah, it's definitely time for the professionals. If I could circle back to the yeah. reduced prices. Yep. So what I was gonna say is last week, it was around 45%, which is a huge number in price reductions. This week's, it was almost 65%. So of all listings? Of in Snohomish County in wow. certain areas, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's the that's the macro kind of Snohomish County. There's micro, we can drill down on different cities, but generally speaking, that's the numbers are kind of similar. And I think it's really noteworthy um, how fast the market is changing that one week makes that big of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a big number. Mm -hmm. Listen to that. So buyers out there, there's a little bit of hope. There's a lot of hope a for buyers hope. right now. Okay, now, if you're a homeowner listening to this, we need your help. <laughs> we need inventory. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We People really say, where am I going to live? I'm like, where do you want to live? You got about a million options now, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I want to wrap up with this. I think it, it's really important like I just mentioned before about working with a professional, someone that understands the market, you know, as a mortgage professional, I am a mortgage broker, but I have a, a unique approach. What I try to do in my business is I help people find ways in which they're losing money unwillingly and unknowingly. Okay. Let that soak in real quick, mm -hmm. unwillingly and unknowingly. 
how they, my client might say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, so you just asked me if now is a good time to buy. And instead of me answering that, I said, well, why do you ask? So they, they said, well, I asked because my dad said I should wait for another year to buy. And I said, okay, why did he say that? Well, he thinks there's going to be a 10 to 20% pullback in real estate. And I said, okay, globally or nationally or locally. And he was like, well, you just said, I don't know, but a 10 to 20% pullback. And I said, okay. So if there's a pullback in real estate, let's just say 20% pullback on values, meaning not depreciation, but home values don't go up. Like they, I mean, a 20% pullback, I love what you said earlier around price reduction versus value reduction. We've seen 20, 30, 40, 50% appreciation for the last yeah. two or three years. If there's a 20% pullback, that doesn't mean home values are going to go down by 20%, but let's just say they go down by 20%. Okay. And interest rates a year from now are seven and a half percent, which they're projected to be in the six, seven, maybe even eights. That advice, you know how much money that advice just cost you? The cost of waiting. The cost of waiting, mm -hmm. but also the cost of making a unknowingly and unnecessary financial decision. So what I did is I ran the numbers saying, okay, let's buy now at a million at a 5% 30-year fixed, five, five and a quarter, this is not a rate quote, but where interest rates are at, okay? Let's say that million dollar home, let's pull it back by 20% but interest rates are seven and a half percent, seven and three quarters next year. Let's run those numbers. So yeah, you got a little bit of a deal or a discount on the house, but you're paying more for that house. What people don't re realize is that in the mortgage industry, just like in real estate, we go through cycles as well. We cycle inflation, rates go high, recession, rates come back down. I can tell you in the next two years, we'll be in a recession. During that time, money will get cheap again. There's a thing in mortgage and real estate called a refinance. So you could get in now, mm -hmm. you could buy that home, you could start getting the tax, the tax benefits, the IRS refunds, the forced savings where you're paying down your mortgage every single month, any appreciation that you may start getting. But what you're gonna do too in the next two or three years, you're gonna pay down that mortgage and you're gonna start really tapping into the amortization schedule. And then when rates drop, we can do a rate term refinance, not interrupt we could actually even do a recast where we don't interrupt the term. So you keep the amortization schedule going. So this is advice that consumers just are not getting. They're getting poor advice from friends, coworkers, family members. And so the, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today is I know you give advice like that. I know you, you, you kind of zoom out for a moment go, okay, so tell me why you ask great questions. If you had someone saying, you know, I think I'm going to wait to buy right now. What would your response be? to your one to two look outlook on real estate here in the Pacific Northwest? Well, I have a case in point. So I had a buyer, we had an unfortunate situation in lending. We were not using you. And not because I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I, I met them after they had a I lender. I understand, I get it. So um, they, something unfortunate happened and they almost, and, and she shifted and she got a different loan for them and they almost backed out of the deal. Mm -hmm based on this. And I was able to guide them and show them that if they back out of the deal, not only will you not be able to buy, buy this house or afford this house, mm -hmm. but you, because of interest rates going up and the value still staying high, you won't, you're priced out of the market. Yeah. You literally will be priced out of the market because of the rate that they had gotten. So it's important when you 
when it's time to buy a house and you know what you qualify for, you go get it. I love it. Yeah. You can't time the market. My financial planner explains this to me all the time. Imagine this analogy. There is a very, very, very sharp knife. If you're trying to time the market, Mm -hmm. timing the market is you dropping the knife and trying to catch it. You're going to get cut. You're going to hurt yourself really bad. Wait for it. If you are going to wait, wait and settle in and just say, hey, I've committed to waiting and it is what it is. Let the knife drop and then pick it up and get going. I don't recommend doing that. I don't recommend timing anything. If now is a good time to buy, you can afford the home, buy. Right now with sellers, sellers are selling because they have to sell. Like two or three years ago, people were like, eh, it'd be kind of cool to buy that house over there at 1.4 million. Well, we have a million dollars in equity. We can totally do that. Interest rates are we can totally do that. It's a different game now. Mm -hmm. So um, I think your advice matters more than ever. That's why I had you on today. In closing, this is my favorite question I get to ask my guests. Okay. In closing, what separates you from other professionals in your market? Clearly you have separated yourself. Clearly. I I mean, I admire you. I love what you do. But if, if it, if you were, you know, sitting down with a client and they said, Hey, I really like you, Janet, but you know, we're going to interview someone else or we've interviewed someone else. What makes you different? What would you say? Well, first I would ask what answer, what questions did I not answer? Why are you in, why, what do you need to know that I haven't been able to share for Mm -hmm. one, you know, if that was a real question, but you know, honestly, you just need somebody who's a fierce negotiator, who never quits, who doesn't take no for an answer, who understands the market, understands how to collect the data, assimilate the data, share the data, translate it so you understand it um, because you're not the real estate professional. And and I we my team cares like we're working with our grandmother every single time. So, you know, every single transaction matters a lot to us. Yeah, yeah I love that. I love the fact that I, you, I mentioned it a few minutes ago that I think the real estate agent for 2022 and beyond needs to understand data. They need to understand the market. They got to be able to negotiate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a lost art right now. It's just like, you haven't had to. It's really, you haven't, real estate agents haven't really had to negotiate. Mortgage lenders haven't had to sell. Rates have been cheap. It's just like, here you go. Now what are you going to do if there's three or four other people you got to compete with? Or in real estate, um, you know, you get your clients what you want. You don't take no for an answer. So being able to have that grit and to be able to understand the art of negotiating is so big. Um, I want to encourage you to reach out to Janet. Janet's also a real estate investor and mm-hmm. you've built like mm-hmm. builder, real estate investor. She gets real estate. So yeah. Janet's information is behind us. I encourage you to follow her online. I encourage you to reach out to her. She's a pro. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. I hope this was valuable. I hope this helps you come out the other side of home ownership in a better financial position. Until next week, take care. And make sure you smile. I think we need to see more smiles out there. All right. Bye for now.